This episode of LIW The Twilight Zone Reviews brought to you by Discount Tire. Because when you want safe tires, think Discount. Phoenix West, The Twilight Zone Episode Review Show. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW The Twilight Zone Review. I'm Phoenix West. Today's episode is 123. That's season one, episode 23, for those of you that don't know. It's a world of difference. That's the episode title. That's the name of it. I wasn't just saying it's a world of difference. It's not some weird Disney show. Okay, so this debuted March 11th, 1960. Not that it fucking matters at all. You know, this really felt like it... You know, felt like uh, early 1960. It really did, guys. I just want you to know. Like, like not not late, but still first quarter 1960, obviously. I mean, it just felt that way. The fuck am I doing with my life? Okay, guys. This is a decent episode, but it is not a... It's not an action-packed episode. I realized I was... I'll, I'll, I have a note here. And I realized I was halfway through the episode, and I wrote three notes by this point. And I think I have eight notes total. And, and two of them are... One of them is, I'm halfway through this episode, I have three notes. That's one of the notes. And one of them is just the script that the character's in in the in the show. And that was it. But so I really have like six notes. There's not a fucking whole lot going on. With that being said, I really do like the premise... When I read what the episode was before I watched it, I, I will admit a lot of times I don't want to know what it is. I kind of like to be surprised unless I know the title. Like certain episodes, you just know what it's going to be about based on the title. Like like the last episode, Monsters Are Doing Maple Street. I know exactly what that is. I, I've seen it a thousand times. But I know what it is based on title. This one I didn't. World of Difference. Okay, I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, there's so many episodes of Twilight Zone. I have no idea. That doesn't really stand out. Uh, ironically, it doesn't stand out. Being called a world of difference. Um, with that being said, I I think it's the fifth time I said with that being said. But with that being said, I did really enjoy the premise. Like I said, I I like this idea. I like because it starts off with an, a guy talking to his secretary. His name's Arthur Curtis. He keeps talking about he wants to do plans. I don't want to go into detail. I think this is going to be a shorter episode because, like I said, not a whole lot going on. But it's well done enough where it's passable. That sounded so, uh, like, I really wanted to say I liked this episode, and it sounded like I didn't right there. What the fuck is, what am I talking about? Anyway, the uh, he's talking to his secretary, this Arthur Curtis guy. He goes into his office, which is behind these, like, little French door things. This cool little office. He goes to make a phone call, but it's dead. He's like, oh, for the love of God, something like that. And then I was really hoping at this point, when, I, like I said, when I read the synopsis, I was hoping they would do something, and then I were like, oh, they're not going to do it. And then they did it. He hears cut during when he hangs up the phone. He's like, ah, it's not working. And he sets it down and he hears cut behind him. And he's like, he turns around, he sees his production staff, you know, this big movie set, all these like 30, 40 people, almost at hundreds. That was, that was a gross overestimate. A bunch of people. And he's like, what's going on? And then this guy, this director calls him Jerry Regan, uh, Reagan, Jerry Reagan. I, I read that name wrong every single time. Reagan. It just seems like if it's a Reagan, it should start R-A. I don't know. I'm crazy, maybe. Jerry Reagan. And the director goes, how hard is it to make a phone call, Jerry? Come on. Why is it so hard, you you dipshit? And uh, he's like, what the fuck's going on? Um, 
Lots, and like I said, lots of scenes where I didn't write notes because it was just the director going like, you're, you're Jerry. What are you talking about? Don't do this to us again. Are you drunk again? And you kind of realize that Jerry Reagan took me re- really took me a lot to say Reagan right there reading it. You realize Jerry Reagan is a fucking alcoholic and he's just brutal and he's just this actor who shows up and he gets drunk and he does these, you kind of realize he's kind of like the, uh, what's his name that played Joker in the recent movie where you just kind of like this train wreck in a weird way. Um, and sobriety is not guaranteed. And I realized I just quoted the person who, who did a review of this show on iTunes. <laughs> I read a review of this exact show that you're listening to right now, the Twilight Zone review on iTunes. If you go there and read it, it's still there. And the guy goes, it's part stand up, part Twilight Zone review, sobriety, not guaranteed. Because in the early episodes, I want to say the first 10 to 12 episodes of this show, I was a shit-faced drunk watching Twilight Zone and reviewing it. And now I'm more like a, a coffee early morning guy. Like right now it's 10.30 in the morning. I woke up, you know, I uh, was going to work on some stuff, some some shows, maybe write some stand-up. I don't know. But I realized I was quoting that guy. Anyway, um, it got really, really meta right there. That was weird. But the point is, there's not a whole lot fucking going on in this show, this episode. Not this one that you're listening to, but The Twilight Zone. Oh, man. It's like Inception. The the layers. The layers. Oh, God. The onion layers. So, it's just a lot of conversations with Jerry and people in his life going like, Jerry, stop being such a fucking dick. Like, figure your shit out, dude. You're going crazy. Jerry goes to call the operator, but the phone line doesn't exist. Obviously, he can't call his own home because he's not real. The, the the him in his head he thinks he's Arthur Curtis still but that doesn't exist there's no Arthur Curtis so obviously they can't get through to that person um, he freaks out and he runs out of the uh, studio and he gets hit by a car <laughs> and driven by his ex-wife his ex-wife and then he just full-on steals the fucking car his ex-wife is a terrible piece of shit by the way she is such a bitch She's just like, you can't, you can't do this again to me, Jerry. You gotta work. You gotta work. You gotta pay. I expect these, uh, uh, these payments in on time. I think she, he's paying her, you know, when you get divorced. I, I'm, by the way, again, it is 1030 in the morning. Cannot think of words right now. I am just, I'm not thinking of the words. Anyway, she wants her goddamn money. She's a bitch. And that's about it. Really, that's all you need to know. And he goes, he proceeds to drive home to where he thinks his house is. And he goes to grab his daughter Tina, who's facing away from him, and she turns. He turns her around. It's just some random girl, and she's like, "Ah!" And she runs away. And there's a he, his wife yells at him. And she's like, "We gotta go. You just you just scared a little girl. Let's go before the cops get here." And then they flee. And then there's this weird shot where the mo- the daughter goes, "That's him, mommy!" Like through the window, you see them. And they're like, "That's him, mommy." He. I was so scared. And the mom's like, "Huh?" And I was like, "Some shit gonna happen because of this." But nope, never goes back to it. I was like, that was fucking strange. Why did they show that? That was a little weird. And at this point, I realized it was, this is when the note is, I was halfway through the episode and I had three notes so far. And then I think I I have four more after this. And I usually have a half page of notes that I just read off while I do this. Because I watched this episode, I'm going to say four or five days ago. And... I I don't have much to go on here. I really don't. Past me is a dick. 
he's a real dick for not writing notes. But it was because of the episode, because all the rest of them I watched on the same day, I have tons of notes. It was just, this episode wasn't like nothing happened. It was just conversations with people in his life saying, hey, this is who you really are. And him going, I don't know who that is. I don't know who Jerry Reagan is. Man, that was really hard. But uh, I digress. Um, his, he talks to his agent. He's at, he's at his real house. He's at Arthur. No, he's at Jerry Reagan's house. Um, and his agents there, who is Larry Tate from Bewitched, another Bewitched actor in here. Um, this guy had a far less, less sad story going on with his life than the last guy for Bewitched. Um, anyway, it's his agent and he's like, if you, if you're fucking up again, if you're drinking, we're going to have to drop you. That's just what's going to happen, you know? And his wife wants the goddamn check, and um, he in, he makes another phone call, and it, it just it doesn't go through because there's no fucking line. He just can't do anything because it doesn't really exist in this world. And it ends in screaming. There's lots of screaming. And then he passes out. The, and the screaming I said I mean is it's a the Twilight Zone act the screaming where it's I am this man you don't know. I'm not crazy. You're all crazy. That sort of shit where it's a lot of episodes have that. He passes out and he wakes up and then his agent is so loving and caring that he proceeds to hand him a script. And the script is called The Private World of Arthur Curtis. And he realized, um, I don't really know if he passed out, but he fell asleep reading the script, I think. It was weird. And then he goes, well, you don't have to worry about memorizing your lines because production's canceled. And that, you know, that's what happens when you're a fucking lunatic. And he's like, all right. In real, in real life, that would just probably replace you because why not? Unless they were so far into the shoot where it made it useless. Um, I just, it's weird. I like the premise, uh, the idea of him finally getting the hand, his hands on the script and seeing the name Arthur Curtis in there and kind of like going, oh, God, maybe I am crazy. Oh, shit. Like, what? what's this going to do to me now? Because <laughs> it's not good. You're not going to read that and go, oh, thank God. I am. I'm not crazy. They're all right. Or I am crazy. They're all right. <sighs> Moving on. No, you're fucked. Like, you're fucked. That's, that's the end of you. No matter whoever you think you are, that's the end of it. Anyway, um, he's like, I got to get back to my office. And he's like, well, you better hurry up because it's being torn down right now. And he flees. And then Arthur Curtis character, Jerry Reagan, the actor, whatever you want to call him. He goes to the set and then he's walking around the set and you can hear the production staff and stuff. You hear the Teamsters and shit. And you kind of realize what's going to happen is that's going to become real again to him. There's a couple episodes where this happens. Um, you know, he's just looking around and he's like, ah, this sucks. He's like, where's my, where's all my stuff? All my stuff. Ah. And then he hears a voice and turns around and I don't remember who's there. His fucking wife, his, his TV wife or his movie wife, wherever this is, wherever they're shooting. It looked like a movie script. If that was a TV script, that's a long goddamn episode or it's the whole season. I don't know who writes a TV show like that though. Fucking weird. Anyway, the, uh, he sees his TV wife, not his, not his real life cunt whore wife. What a bitch. She, this wife doesn't want to check. She just wants her husband, her loving husband. And then he turns around and he sees that his secretary's there. And, but then you can still hear the Teamsters talking. And he kind of gets lost in this this false reality, I guess. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of the episode. He just becomes – this world becomes real. 
And I like that enough. It doesn't bother me in any way. It just, it doesn't make sense really, but it, the Twilight Zone doesn't have to make sense. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be logical. It's fine. He escapes into this world. It becomes real. And he kind of realized that he had a mental breakdown. And that's really what happened in this. There's nothing supernatural happening. He just had a mental breakdown. And that's cool. I like that. I wish they showed the reality version of like the director's, like, or someone on set watching him being like, oh God, we lost him. <laughs> like, you know, after they, after he, the reality, beco- the, after the uh, TV reality becomes real for him, I wish they showed the outside perspective and just like, seriously, someone sitting there going, oh no. And you see it from their POV and just him wandering around this set talking to people who aren't there. And you're like, oh Jesus. And then him being carried off somewhere. But that's a little too far. It's a little more of a sad ending. Um, not that the show is straight away from sad endings. But it would have been cool. I don't know. Maybe I had 30 seconds less of him talking to his goddamn agent. Or Although I do like David White, the guy that plays the agent. It is some One of the conversations has to be cut short. And that would have been fine with me. Because, like I said, I wrote no notes about them. Anyway. A decent episode. I like it. It's, it's good. I don't... It doesn't stand out. I'll forget it. It reminds me of three or four other episodes. The one where he can make things happen with his by talking into this machine. He can make people disappear. He can create people. The the writer, I forget what that episode's called. It reminds me of that, where it's just kind of this escapist fantasy. But it's it's good. It's good. It's a solid episode. I don't have anything against it. Um, I like Richard Matheson. He wrote this one. <sighs> yeah, that's the end of it. I don't I really don't have anything else to say. So, guys, check out the YouTube page, youtube.com slash loitering wonderland, or go to liwstudios.com. Go to one of those. Go listen to the fucking shows. Watch the shows. The video shows, the shows? Video shows. The video shows are as follows. Americant, Shitty Movie Showdown, Nick Cage cast, and then uh, work on a new show called Hack from the Future. It's coming out soon. The, the podcasts. Uh, L.A.W. The Twilight Zone Review, the one you listen to right now. Isn't that crazy? L.A.W. The Walking Dead Review, also Fear the Walking Dead. I do both. And the comic book. I do it all. And then um, L.A.W. American Horse Story Review, The Phoenix West Show, L.A.W. Movie Review, L.A.W. Improv Theater. You know most of them have L.A.W. in front of it. Anyway, guys, go listen to it. Check it out. Subscribe to the YouTube page. And I appreciate it. And I am just going to keep this one short and get the fuck out of here. So until next time, and in the meantime, I love you guys. I love you so much. I want to make sweet, sweet, tender love to all of your ears or eyes if you're watching this on iTunes. Not that there's video. You're just watching a weird purple screen, purple and black screen. What's wrong with you, weirdo? Anyway, until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.